Welcome back to What's Up With Your Down There. I'm your host, Miriam Rosenberg, Certified Nurse Midwife at Legacy Emanuel Midwifery in Portland, Oregon. On today's show, we're going to be talking about the acid-base balance in your vagina and why it's so important to understanding how to take care down there. What's up with your down there? 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 Down there. So I'm sitting with my friends in a hot tub when all of a sudden we notice that the water has turned yellow. And not just there's been a lot of people hanging out in this hot tub yellow, but actually more like acidic neon yellow. We do a little bit of internet research. We figure out this can happen to hot tubs sometimes if they get a little bit too acidic. So we go searching around in the garage. We find some chemical whose sole purpose is to make hot tubs more alkaline, dump in a cup of some granules, and voila, the water turns clear. This is amazing to me. Then one of my crew says, so we've been soaking in what apparently was super acidic hot tub water for the past two days. Is that going to mess up my vagina? To which I thought, aha, this is a job for a midwife, which is to come in and help these people understand how the vagina works. So that's exactly what we're going to do today. We're going to talk about the acid-base balance in the vagina and how that special, delicate balance is what keeps your vagina healthy and fresh. I want to take a moment to describe what's normal. There's a lot of confusion about what's normal in terms of our vaginas. What is normal as far as discharge? What is your vagina supposed to smell like? Let's talk about that for a second. Normal vaginal discharge can be white, clear, or even light yellowish. How much vaginal discharge you have and the texture of the discharge you have varies widely. So a normal, healthy woman can produce lots of discharge. Other women who are also healthy are going to be a little less juicy. As long as you have no itching or odor, and you're reasonably certain that you haven't been exposed to a sexually transmitted infection, your discharge is probably fine. In terms of smell, a healthy vagina should smell exactly like a vagina. Just like a good bar of chocolate should smell like chocolate. And the vagina smell can be pretty different from person to person. So your signature aroma is going to be based on your personal rainforest of bacteria, what you might have eaten for dinner last night, what type of underwear you wear, how you wash yourself and how often you wash yourself, where you're at in your menstrual cycle, and what your glands contribute to the equation. I just want to be clear, vaginas are supposed to have a smell. They're a reservoir of scents that help us potentially attract a mate. An informal poll that I conducted with a group of people who spent a fair amount of time around healthy vaginas yielded the following descriptions of the vaginal smell. Musky, metallic, especially right before a period. Pungent, tangy, salty, sweaty, primal, like the ocean, like wet sand, and my favorite, like an oyster with a drop of soy sauce on it. As you can tell, those descriptions are pretty wide ranging, let's say. And I think that all of them do describe what a healthy vagina can smell like, which is to say vaginas can smell different and still be normal. Let's talk a little bit about the vagina's natural habitat. It's acidic. The vagina's natural pH, which we probably all learned about in chemistry back in the day, should be about four. The lower the pH, the more acidic the space. That acidic environment is what helps keep our good bacteria thriving. 
It also happens to help keep out some other stuff that we don't want in there that really don't like an acidic environment, like fungus or yeast or bacteria that can make us sick. It also helps to create a hostile environment so that any of those bad guys that do happen to sneak in can't survive for very long. I think of the vagina as a rainforest. Like a rainforest, there are many different organisms growing. There's a delicate balance of moisture, acidity, and heat that keeps the ecosystem thriving. Most of the time, your body regulates that balance and your vagina stays healthy. Your body produces discharge that helps flush out harmful bacteria or debris. It maintains an acidic environment in your vagina that's perfect for healthy bacteria. And those healthy bacteria, in turn, we're going to crowd out any unhealthy bacteria or fungi that may have gotten in. Like supporting a rainforest, taking care of your vagina means supporting a healthy ecosystem, but also not introducing any non-native outsiders. How does our vagina maintain that acidic place? Well, it's kind of like a self-cleaning oven. You know that normal discharge that makes it kind of look like your vagina sneezes sometimes, or like someone smeared mayonnaise in your underpants? That discharge is actually super useful. It helps to flush out unwelcome debris or bacteria or viruses that may have gotten in there. And it's full of lactobacillus, this really awesome bacteria which produces acid through its own metabolism and thereby keeps the vagina super acidic so that those bad guys can't hang out for very long. The mucus itself actually also helps form a barrier, which makes it harder for the bad guys to get hold of the lining of your vagina if they do, in fact, get in there. If something happens to knock off your normal healthy population of lactobacillus and your vagina becomes too basic, things that shouldn't live there or maybe live there in really small quantities can start to overgrow, like yeast, like Gardnerella bacteria. And if you happen to get exposed to a sexually transmitted infection, it's going to have an easier time taking hold in your vagina or in your cervix if your vaginal acid base balance is already a little bit thrown off. So how does that happen? There's lots of common ways that your body's balance can get thrown off. Sometimes it's because something really basic gets in there. One of the things that can get in there is semen. If you have sex with a penis and semen from that penis gets in your vagina, that very basic semen could alter your vagina's acid-base balance. And once it's thrown off, bacteria like Gardnerella can overgrow. Gardnerella is the bacteria which causes bacterial vaginosis. So while bacterial vaginosis is not an infection you can really catch from someone, there is some thought that it's sexually associated if you have sex with men. Some people will often notice that they get this infection after they've had sex with a penis. But the other thing that can get in there that's really basic is blood, like during your period. Some women will notice that they're more prone to bacterial or yeast infections right after their periods because a bunch of blood has just flowed through your vagina, making things a little more basic than they usually are and making it more possible for yeast or bacteria to overgrow. Sometimes your body's natural acid-base balance gets thrown off by some hormonal shifts. So during pregnancy or during the menopausal period, some people will notice that they're a little bit more prone to these imbalances in their vagina. The thing that's not normal, and that's probably the most common way that these imbalances happen, is that you wash out your own good bacteria. Here's where I'm talking about washing your vagina with soap. Using feminine hygiene products, in quotation marks, like sprays or douches or wipes, all of which tend to be pretty basic. 
So in addition to the fact that soap's pH is somewhere between 8 to 10, and remember, we want our vaginas to be more like 4, when you rinse your vagina or wipe your vagina with these products, you're wiping away your body's natural mechanism for keeping your vagina clean and preventing infection. When I started recording this episode, I thought to myself, do I even need to talk about douching? Are women really douching? But amazingly, someone did a research project on this, and 40% of American women practice douching. So that is washing out the inside of your vagina with everything from vinegar or yogurt to baking soda to, no joke, using Lysol to clean your vagina. Lysol was originally marketed as a feminine hygiene product. To a certain extent, I get it. This makes sense. If my vagina is unclean or is too basic, let's just wash it out with something acidic or just wash it out, period. The only problem is that flushing a bunch of liquid up there washes away all that good lactobacillus, which is what's keeping your vagina acidic in the first place. So you've just created the perfect scenario to increase the chance that you get a bacterial infection Or if that bacterial infection is what's actually causing your vagina to smell a little funky, you've just made it worse. Douching is associated with a higher rate of vaginal infections as well as ectopic pregnancy. So knock it off, ladies. Like I mentioned, soap is basic. So some people freak out when I tell them this, but you should not wash your vagina with soap. Please, people, your vagina does not need soap. Your vagina is self-cleaning. That discharge that comes out all the time is what's washing out your vagina and helping it to stay balanced and healthy. And soap dries out those sensitive tissues on the outside, is way more basic than a healthy vagina, and the detergents in most soaps will irritate your tissue. What I find in my practice is that there's a lot of anxiety and a lot of social stigma about smelling bad down there. We have the sense that our vaginas having an odor, whether it's good or bad, means that we're unclean or that we're sexually promiscuous or that we're unhealthy. And those stigmas are based in part on some messed up ideas about women's bodies and sexuality, that women who have sex are somehow dirty or immoral that women's bodies should be sterile temples of cleanliness, or just that vaginas are unspeakably gross. So I want you to think for a minute about how you feel about your vagina. Do you like your vagina? Do you think it's a good vagina or a bad vagina? Do you think that your smell and your discharge are normal or weird or somehow wrong? And then I want you to think about where you got those ideas. I always say that with most beliefs that we hold deeply, we either caught them or we got taught them, right? So either someone told us directly that vaginas should smell a particular way or that the way our vagina smelled is wrong or that the amount of discharge we have is normal or abnormal, or we picked up some subtle signal out there in the cultural ether. So maybe no one ever talked about our vaginas growing up, or we see these advertisements for vaginal hygiene products and wonder why on earth we might need to use something like that on our down there. The reason I think that people think that they need to wash their vagina with soap is because companies are making a lot of money off selling us vaginal hygiene products. They have convinced us that our vaginas shouldn't smell like vaginas. They think that we should smell like roses or cherries or a spring rain, but your vagina is supposed to smell like a vagina. And if your vagina doesn't smell like a vagina, if it smells gross or fishy, then what you need is not a vaginal hygiene product. You need to go see your local midwife or OBGYN. Your vagina does not need a special product to be healthy. 
women's vaginas should smell like vaginas. If you use a vaginal hygiene product, you may throw off your body's natural balance and develop an infection, which, ironically, may cause vaginal odor or discharge. And then we're in a place where we think we need to buy more vaginal hygiene products to cover up the odor or deal with the discharge, and the cycle continues. So how should you clean your vagina? Wash your vagina with warm water and your hand or a washcloth. I know. Even after you have sex or after your period, it still just needs warm water. Your body's natural discharge is going to help flush out everything else, but I definitely would counsel you to avoid all wipes, sprays, deodorants, soaps, douches, etc. How do you keep your vagina healthy? Or as my midwife friend put it, how do we feed the slime? So our bacteria that are in our vaginas that help keep things healthy like to eat good, healthy food too. So I encourage people to eat a healthy diet that has plenty of fiber, which means vegetables and fruit, but not too much added sugars because the thing that really loves to eat sugar is yeast. So a high sugar diet or a high carbohydrate diet can certainly cause things to get a little out of whack. And conversely, eating a healthy plant-based diet is really good for your body's healthy flora. I encourage people to wear cotton underwear and avoid the thongs. So cotton is a breathable fabric, which means that moisture and heat can flow out of that area. But if you wear synthetic underwear like polyester that doesn't breathe, it's going to trap heat and moisture there, which is a recipe for a yeast infection. Also, thongs, uh, I refer to them as the slip and slide from your butthole to your vagina. So the bacteria that lives in your gut and your butthole is E. coli. And this is a bacteria that does not belong in your vagina or in your urethra and can certainly cause imbalances and infections. So I encourage people, if they don't like the panty lines or if they think that the full coverage underwear just aren't sexy go commando. That's going to let your vagina breathe and it's going to avoid bringing those bacteria from your butthole up front. On a related note, I want to encourage you to wipe from the front of your vagina to the back of your vagina. So that means if you go pee or poop, you should be wiping from your vulva towards your butthole, not the reverse, because those bacteria from your bottom do not belong in your vagina and wiping from front to back helps keep them moving in the right direction. Another thing you can do to help keep your vaginal discharge healthy is quit smoking. And I know that's easier said than done, but bacterial vaginosis is much more common among people who smoke. So I do encourage people to consider that if they're struggling with chronic vaginal imbalances. If you need help quitting smoking, your local friendly neighborhood midwife is happy to help you figure out ways that you can quit smoking. Always feel free to check in, even if it feels like smoking cigarettes doesn't have anything to do with your vagina. It actually does, and midwives can help you quit smoking. The other thing I want people to do is practice safe, healthy sex. So that is sort of a twofold thing. One, sex is healthy. Masturbation is healthy. Studies have shown that sex generally and orgasm specifically have numerous health benefits, but specifically arousal and orgasm increase the blood flow to your vagina, which can help improve its ability to fight off infections. Now, the important thing is to practice safe sex. So sexually transmitted infections can make your vagina and other assorted lady parts very unhappy. 
using condoms correctly or using a dental dam if appropriate, getting your partners screened for sexually transmitted infections before you start having sex, and getting tested yourself can reduce your chance of picking up one of those infections, and that's going to help keep your body healthy. So how can you fix the balance if things have gotten out of whack? First off, Treat an infection if you've got one. So if your vagina smells less like a vagina and more like fish or bleach, please go see your friendly neighborhood midwife. If your discharge is green or gray or thin or frothy, as opposed to the normal creamy, slippery, yellowish, white, or clear discharge, please go see your friendly neighborhood midwife. There's some thought that perhaps we could reacidify the vagina with products. So that's things like boric acid suppositories or gels that have an acid component to them, which don't wash away the lactobacillus that's in your vagina, but rather introduce something that can help reestablish the vagina's normal acidic environment. There is some very limited data to suggest that these types of things can be effective, but I generally reserve these for women who have chronic imbalances, but not as a routine hygiene thing for women with otherwise healthy vaginas. So if you have a healthy vagina, you don't need extra products to keep it healthy. Its job is to keep itself healthy. If, however, you're someone who really struggles with chronic bacterial vaginosis or yeast, that's when these products might be appropriate. But I do hesitate to suggest that any normal vagina needs to buy something to keep itself healthy. So then last but not least, there's some thought that, okay, if we don't need to put something in there to reacidify the vagina and you don't have an infection and you're not using soap on your vagina, maybe if you have something that feels a little off, you should restore your healthy lactobacillus by taking a probiotic or by putting one in your vagina. This one's a little tricky. First off, oral probiotics sometimes have trouble clearing the stomach acid and getting all the way through your gut and down towards your vagina. So if you take one by mouth, it's not clear that that's going to help repopulate the vagina with healthy flora. Even if you put the probiotic directly in your vagina, not all lactobacillus is created equal. There's lots of different strains of lactobacillus, and some of those seem to be more or less beneficial to vaginal health. Putting a bunch of lactobacillus bifida, which is, for example, what's in most commercial yogurt, in your vagina isn't necessarily going to populate your vagina with healthy bacteria. Most likely what you need to do is take good care of your body, eat healthy foods, don't smoke cigarettes, drink lots of water, and your body's natural flora should be able to establish itself because that's what your vagina is designed to do. So what are the takeaways here? First off, your vagina is really well designed to keep itself healthy. Please do not put soap on your vagina. And last but not least, don't believe the idea that you need to purchase a product to keep your vagina healthy. If something's gotten a little off in your vagina, go see a medical provider, help fix what's going on, or at least get some reassurance that maybe everything is just fine. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that on this episode, you learned a little bit about what's normal in your vagina, how to keep your vagina healthy, and how to deal with it if something goes out of whack. If you're having a problem with your vagina that really feels like it needs some medical attention, consider making an appointment with your local friendly neighborhood midwife or your women's health care provider of choice. Thanks for listening and tune in next time to What's Up With Your Down There. You can submit your questions on the website, www.whatsupwithyourdownthere.com. 
by emailing what's up with your down there at gmail.com or by leaving a voicemail on 503-660-8689. Again, the number is 503-660-8689. To be clear, the views expressed in this podcast do not represent the views of my wonderful employer, Legacy Health System. Furthermore, this podcast is for your amusement and education only. It's not a substitute for medical advice. Thanks so much for tuning in. I look forward to answering your questions on our next episode. This podcast was made possible by a generous community grant from the American College of Nurse Midwives and the Francis T. Thatcher Foundation. Original music by Joe McKenzie with vocals by Christina Cano. Artwork by Sarah J. Elliott. This podcast was produced at KBOO Community Radio in Portland, Oregon. KBOO.FM. Thanks for listening. KBOO.